This is the Faith, Family, and Fundamentals with Fran podcast. Hey, family. Welcome to Faith, Family, and Fundamentals with Fran. Thank you for listening today. I am so pleased to announce that I maintain a relationship with the Father that allows me a real sense of godly peace. As I speak to him when my husband is fast asleep, when mom is not answering the phone, she is my solid accountability partner, the one who tells me the truth, even when it hurts. When friends and confidants are unavailable, I tell it all to the Lord. Not only do I tell it to him, but I inform him with the expectation that he will answer me, work out every detail, and solve difficult issues, handling all problems, and never, ever will he tell another soul. I thank God for a true relationship. I also thank him for growth, as I can recall not wanting people to think of me as a holy roller or one who is always talking about the Lord. You must know it was not considered cool or even attractive to be expounding on the word of God. Now that was the past, as the enemy has been defeated in that area of my life. You see, if you keep talking about him, telling others of his goodness and walking in faith that he is and he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him, you cannot help but believe in him and on every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. With that, one makes it a habit of searching and following the scriptures, studying to see what God says about this and what God's word says about that. And over time, with proper encouragement, teaching, and hearing God's word, a person becomes a doer. You heard right, a doer of the word. It is the point at which one's walk with the Lord is really examined and both faith and genuine relationship are built and built upon a solid foundation of God's word. Tested and tried, evidential relationship with God and all his goodness. The word in Psalm 34th chapter and the 8th verse has advised us Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusts in him. In Proverbs 31st chapter, the 18th verse, which refers to a virtuous woman, she perceives that her merchandise is profitable, that her gain is good. In Psalm 37th chapter and the 23rd verse, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delight in his way. In Luke 12th chapter, the word of God reminded us not to worry about what we will eat or drink and have no doubt about divine provisions that he will make for us. In verses 30 to 32, for all these things do the nations of the world seek after and your father knows that you have need of these things, but rather seek you the kingdom of God and all these things shall be added unto you. Fear not, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. According to the 133rd chapter of Psalm, behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. 
You see, all things work together for my good and your good as we love the Lord and God intends for us to have all that we need and peacefully coexist. Today, I want you to understand in the midst of storm after storm and even some earthquakes, God bless Haiti and remember all of Afghanistan, God is still good. He's still working on us in us and for our good. I know it may not seem like it, but today to the downtrodden, those who feel alone, some who feel that they are not loved or simply folks have made them feel insignificant, unimportant, discounted, discarded, neglected, rejected to all my square pegs that just don't fit in the circle. No matter how prestigious the folks in the circle may think that they are, God is still good and he has you right where you fit snugly, safely in the palm of his hand. I am speaking to God's people today to remind you that God commanded us to put on the whole armor of God as it is a daunting task to walk together, spend time with each other, and occupy the same space. But we gain strength from each other, hold each other up and bear one another's burdens, or at the very least, help and encourage each other to manage through. For such an intertwined coexistence, as God has commanded that we not forget to assemble ourselves together, we must, we must put on the whole armor of God. And all in order to show that they are of God must exemplify the fruit of the spirit. According to Galatians fifth chapter, the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance against such. There is no law, no research or interview is necessary as this is the story of my life. Have you ever tried to fit into a place or space, but no matter how hard you tried, you just did not fit? Your call was either too long, too wide, or simply stuck out too far for safety. So you circle a time or two, hoping and even praying to find a spot that would be a proper fit. So it is with life. At times you try and try, but simply you do not fit. Sometimes it seems you do not belong. Now, has it ever dawned on you that perhaps God did not intend for you to fit? Have you ever considered that maybe, just maybe, you were not the element out of order, but could it be that the people, the place, or the slot was simply not up to what God had purposed for your life? You see, all good comes together for my purpose and for your purpose. I learned after more than 40 years that I was not meant to fit into every day norm. I was not meant to fit into the common mold that should fit all, but rather fit into the purpose for which God prepared me and my life. After all, God described us perfectly as those who were fearfully and wonderfully made. He said, we are a peculiar people, a royal priesthood, 
his chosen who were not designed to fit into a common mold, but rather thrive while blazing a trail of purpose for the glory of God. Stop allowing people to make you uncomfortable with yourself or the skin you are in so that you doubt yourself, your place, your authenticity, and most importantly, the purpose that God has placed on your life and inside of you simply because you did not fit in to their circle. I just want to encourage someone today that all things, all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. That means everything that you go through, every tear that you cry, and all of the burdens, even your cross, will work to benefit you. All of your pain works together for God's purpose. You see, when you walk in purpose daily, your purpose and gift will make room for you. Your name will be mentioned in rooms you may never, ever enter, but they will know who you are and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Hence, to God be all the glory. Just know that what you went through, what some are still going through, had the power to kill you, but it did not have permission because God is using it for purpose, his purpose. Yes, the thing that did not feel good may not have looked very good, that which seemed to have yielded all except good. It all worked together for our good. I want to apologize to all my square pegs who do not fit in the circles where you thought you should, but I urge you to quit trying to fit. You must understand that the circle was never designed for you except to serve the purpose of making you stronger, more wise, better, so that your God-given gift would shine through and make room for you. After all, it is through the most intense heat that diamonds are formed. Through body-stretching labor, new life enters the world. Through discomfort and great pain, God-ordained change comes forth. Please do not lose sight of the fact that God would allow you to be separate and apart from the circle just so that others could see your gift and glorify your Father which is in heaven. I learned the hard way that people often criticize that which they do not understand. Once again, people often criticize that which they do not understand. Those parts of you that they cannot kill with their tongue, with their words, they will distort in the hearing of others to deal some blows to your self-esteem, the personal pride and self-value that you embraced. But I want you to remember David who said, I waited patiently for the Lord and he inclined unto me and heard my cry. He brought me up also out of an horrible pit, out of the miry clay and set my feet upon a rock and established my goings. So then oftentimes we have got to wait for God to do what God will do, but wait adorned in the whole armor of God and displaying the fruit of the Spirit. This young shepherd, David, 
experienced a king who had no clue of the purpose that was on his life. Of course, King Saul sought to kill David after so many were in awe at his bravery. David's strong commitment to serve the king and honor God revealed he was gifted. And even though the king wanted him dead, David's gift would make room for him. It seems David was that square who did not fit into the circle of King Saul's court. Even after winning many dangerous battles for the king, Joseph, on the other hand, was sold into slavery at the tender age of 17 by his own brothers as they did not understand the call that was on his life. Again, a square peg will never fit into a circle, even if the circle is made up of one's own flesh and blood. Oftentimes, people tend to criticize or minimize what they do not understand. Eventually, David would become king over all of Israel, the city of David, as God would have him replace the very King Saul, who became jealous and envious of young David. Just the same, Joseph would become great and powerful, second in command in Egypt, even after his own brothers, through their jealousy, envy, and lack of understanding, sold him into slavery. You see, jealousy and envy can never stop the purpose of God placed in you. It may hinder one for a while, but God-ordained purpose is propelled by petty people. I repeat, God-ordained purpose is propelled by petty people. Yes, God uses every negative element in our lives for our good and God's purpose. We must use David and Joseph as our biblical examples when we know that others would persecute and minimize us even in the midst of God's purpose and promise on your life. While David eventually learned that the king tried to have him killed, he still honored King Saul. While Joseph never forgot what his brothers did to him, he never allowed their sin to destroy his confidence in the Lord. Joseph's love for the Lord was greater, far greater than his hatred for his brothers. So he was able to forgive them. Now forgiving or forgiveness does not mean forgetting. It means refusing to avenge yourself and use what has happened as a weapon against someone else. Forgiveness is not weakness as it takes great faith to forgive. God's love breaks the bondage of hatred, but it can only be obtained by putting on the whole armor of God. Ephesians 6 chapter the 11th verse advise us to put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. We have to adorn our entire body in truth, the breastplate of righteousness, feet fully enclosed with the gospel of peace, the shield of faith to quench the fiery darts of the devil, the helmet of salvation, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. 
Verse 18 reminds us, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Now this is that part that sets God's people apart from the cheap counterfeits. You see, if after you have been offended, you are able to forgive and pray with all perseverance and supplication for even he or she who has offended you, you are truly after God's own heart, exemplifying the fruit of the Spirit. And that is how others know for sure that you are his disciples. Now the fruit of the Spirit, according to Galatians 5th chapter, the 22nd and 23rd verses, is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. And verse 25 and 26 concludes, if we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not be desirous of vainglory, provoking one another, envying one another. I had to stop and examine the term envy. According to Google, envy is a feeling of discontent or resentful longing aroused by someone else's possessions, qualities, or blessings. Family, if you truly believe God to be a God of promise and divine provision, there is no reason why any of us should or would envy another. Why? Because if God did it for you, I know he has no respect of persons and he can surely do it for me. Let us love one another so that we pray for and declare God's best for each and every one among us. In loving and doing unto my neighbor as myself, I want to see us with nothing less than God's very best. I am my brother and sister's keeper, prayer warrior, fan, and covering because I am my sister and my brother. Be very careful how you entertain strangers. Handle with love, kindness, and care. God's word has warned some have unknowingly mishandled angels unaware. Be mindful of God's precious people at all times and in every place, as you see that sister or brother up or down, a close look reveals your face. Put on the whole armor of God so you walk in peace and love, that you can bear the beautiful spirit's fruit. Pray God's power from above. Some glory in your struggles, your problems, and the storms that you go through. Others negate the call upon your life, citing, It simply cannot be true. Hold your head high. Look up to God who said he'd never leave. Said he'd stick with you and see you through. So it's promise you must believe. Packaged and hidden behind hurt come God's purpose in different forms. Oftentimes through trials we find purpose in the midst of most desperate storms. Most difficult to understand, culprits, family, and friends. Heart-wrenching revelation, beware. Break hearts so deep within. Such devastation takes full aim at your sanity and pride. 
that you find deception in familiar faces cause pain you cannot hide. To say such treatment or friendly fire your mind can comprehend is being untruthful at the very least prevents the heart to mend. The sooner you understand the purpose on your life, the sooner you prepare to shift and bear from familiar allies some strife. Not saying all friends and family will stab you in the back, but like Joseph's jealous brothers and David's envious king, be prepared for sudden attack. Of course, it is not personal, but try telling your heart this truth. The enemy seeks to steal, kill, and destroy all purpose from its root. God said where two or three would gather in his majestic holy name, he would be in the midst to bless unity and perform their request the same. The enemy knows where unity reigns, God's love and peace abide. So he pits family against family members, then sever, separate, and divide. I want you to anticipate him before you hear his voice. It will be the sound of discord among sisters, as if there's no other choice. Personal shortcomings will creep in at first. Then who does she think she is? It's time you know God will fight your battle. He is yours and you are his. Be patient, my brother, when in the eye of the storm, just seek God's holy hand. All things work together for our good, where purpose connects his plan. We serve a mighty God who comforts, protects, and provides. Be mindful that he has given a spirit of love, peace, and a sound mind to abide. Said he does not look on the outer appearance as man too often judge. But God thoroughly searched the inner man for a soul and heart of love. Make no mistake for in just love, we can see, hear, and feel it under which the whole law of God exists, evidenced by his Holy Spirit. Love ye one another, my brother, is his commandment and ultimate desire. My sister, love all others as yourself, so God keep us uplifted, encouraged, and inspired. Well, family, this is number 69 of Faith, Family, and Fundamentals with Friends. Today, I want to remind you that God does not look on the outer appearance as we do one another. His major concern and area of judgment remains the heart, and at the heart of the matter is love. Stop hurting and judging each other based on what you deem important and begin to love and cover each other in love. Of course, God's word in 1 Timothy 2 and 9 said, Adorn yourselves in modest apparel, which is really subjective, because each individual has personal perspectives of what is more and what is less. But the verse went further to explain, Their beauty will be shown by what they do, not by their hairstyles or the gold jewelry, pearls, or expensive clothes they wear. So then our adornment as God's holy nation must come from putting on the whole armor of God first. Are we bearing the fruit of the spirit as God's word has shared? This is how I know that you are my disciples. If you find that you are adorned with the whole armor of God, 
you learn to stop embracing or condemning others for what they are or are not wearing and seek to show God's love among those where you will find your inheritance. If you lack the whole armor of God, you had better get about the business of putting on the whole armor before the fiery darts of the enemy seek to separate you from your purpose and from our God's presence. Yes, take your mouth and your eyes off of others and attend to obeying God's word for your own good. You see, without putting on the whole armor of God, you cannot bear the fruit of the spirit. And without the fruit of the spirit, you walk, worship and exist in error. God's word said, without love, you have nothing and have nothing to gain. And you certainly could not know God because God is love. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. When we lack love, the enemy is able to use you as a plant among God's people, a cheap counterfeit, nitpicking, fault finding and authoring offenses. God forbid. In Luke 17th chapter, the first through the fourth verse, then said he unto the disciples, it is impossible, but that offenses will come. But woe unto them through whom they come. It were better for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck and he cast himself into the sea than that he should offend one of these little ones. In other words, stop hurting and putting your mouth on God's people. His word said it would be better for you to drown yourself than continue to offend even one of his little ones whom he will protect. You see, the God we serve is not the author of confusion, but the God who has given us the spirit of love, peace, and a sound mind. Where there is a lack of love and peace, God is not there. So let us walk and coexist peacefully as we show love to one another. I pray for each of you God's divine covering as you continue allowing his love to lead your every thought, action, and reaction. May God richly bless and keep each of you. Please don't forget to say something on my Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or LinkedIn page. You can listen to me on Amazon Music or YouTube. I welcome your questions, comments, critiques, and suggestions on topics you'd like to explore. Who knows, you might just end up being a guest on an upcoming broadcast. Remember, I'm just a regular girl navigating this diverse world. I'm looking forward to each of you. Until then, take care of yourself, each other, and stay blessed. The Faith, Family, and Fundamentals with Fran podcast is a production of the Castropolis Podcast Network. Log on to castropolis.net.